Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about different metrics. I often have both investors and consulting clients ask me about various metrics contained in the executive summaries that we prepare. In order to maximize the benefits, investors need to know how to effectively compare opportunities. That's often easier said than done because the entire concept of valuation can be subjective. So while it's certainly possible to gauge the potential returns, security, and performance of any given property, investors need to know how to use the tools to do so. A lot of investors use the cap rate as a measure of the attractiveness of an opportunity. The cap rate only talks about the potential profit of a project, independent of how you might finance the project. Clearly, the operating performance of an apartment complex at, say, a 7% cap rate is not going to depend on the financing. But the ultimate cash flow and rate of return to the investor is going to depend heavily on the financing structure. If we're paying a 9% interest rate for debt versus 4%, it makes a huge difference. And in order to capture that, we use a couple of different metrics. The internal rate of return is the most often used metric. And on today's show, we're focusing on the equity multiple. In fact, along with the internal rate of return, we believe equity multiple is one of the most effective ways to compare the attractiveness of specific real estate investments. Here's what you need to know in order to effectively use this metric. The equity multiple is a metric that calculates the expected achieved total return on an initial investment. It's calculated by dividing the total dollars received by the total dollars invested. So let's look at a simple example. So we're going to find the equity multiple of an investment based on the assumption of a $100,000 purchase of a property. And assume a while later you sell the property for $200,000. In this case, the investor receives a two times equity multiple. Now, if the investor only receives $150,000 back, the deal delivers a 1.5 times equity multiple. Let's look at a little bit more realistic scenario. Let's calculate the equity multiple based on the following assumptions. Number one, you purchase that same property for $100,000. And then assume that the property pays $7,500 a year in net operating income. But since there's no debt on the property, the cash flow is also $7,500 a year. And then assume the investor sells the property for $150,000 after five years. In this case, we're going to add up together all of the money that was received over those five years of income and the final sale price of $150,000. In this case, they total $187,500. We'll divide that by the purchase price of $100,000 and we get an equity multiple of 1.875. Let's add one more assumption here. We'll use the same assumptions as the previous case, but in this case, let's add some leverage. Assume the investor used a loan of $50,000 for the purchase of that property which means $50,000 in equity. And let's assume annual interest payments on the loan of $2,500. So if the net operating income was $7,500 as before, we subtract the debt service of $2,500, and now the property is paying $5,000 a year in cash flow. Again, assume the investor sells the property for $150,000 after five years. In this case, we would have an equity multiple of 2.5. So how do we get that? We took the $5,000 a year in positive cash flow times five years, that's $25,000, added the $150,000 sale price, and we divide that by $50,000. So we have $125,000 in total profit, divided by $50,000 gives you an equity multiple of 2.5. So while leverage can amplify the returns because the cost of debt is cheaper than the cost of equity, it's important to remember that it can also destabilize the project 
and resultant losses. Equity multiple is an easy tool to make comparisons with, but it has one important limitation. It ignores a critical factor and that's time. Imagine for a moment that same $100,000 profit if it took you 50 years to achieve that profit. Well, there's definitely a lot better ways to make $100,000 profit in 50 years. So while the equity multiple can be a great tool for judging the kind of return you can expect on your investment, it gives no indication of the time frame or the opportunity cost associated with longer hold times. You also have to remember that most metrics in commercial real estate are projections. They're not certainties, and the equity multiple is no different. When you evaluate a deal with a high equity multiple, examine which key assumptions drive that number. Are these projections realistic? Does the manager have an operating track record to back up those numbers? And if not, the equity multiple might just be a number on a piece of paper. So the bottom line, when evaluating deals that boost high equity multiples, Investors should keep in mind that the metric does not consider all factors, and it's got to be analyzed as part of the due diligence process. We tend to use the equity multiple alongside the internal rate of return. We're going to take a look at internal rate of return on tomorrow's show, so stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, have a look at using the equity multiple as one of your metrics. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.